the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast under quarantine. We're all in separate places, but we're all together in our hearts. Jake is here. Hello. Patrick's here. Hi. John is here. Hey, what's up? And Justine likes her own little intro, so Justine is here. That's way too big of an intro. It's too high up. Why? It's not. That's the last time you got mad at us. Because I threw everybody <laughs> together, and then you wanted your own, your own little, your own little, little segment. So I just gave it to you. Thank you. That's what I'm all about. about privilege. I'm all about here. I'm all you about. Said, you should have said. Here's Justine. Yeah, there we go. Do you like that, Justine? <laughs> Do you want your own very like a big, ramped up intro every every week? An audience? Do you have an audience clap? Yeah, I can do like a I can do like a drop of people cheering when I say your name. Edit one in. Yeah, I'll just edit one in. Do you want me to do that? Inter- internet trickery. Internet trickery. I'm like I'm like two doctors from Bakersfield level of internet trickery. So you know, it'll be uh, <laughs> trickery. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Yeah, next time I want medical medical advice, I'm going to go uh, from two doctors from Bakersfield. So you know, just just so you know. Mm. We're pinning all our hopes I hope on. We're all drinking a big glass of bleach every day. Oh God! Please do. Always. I love it, uh, guys. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I, I want you to. We we need before we get started. I don't want to get too serious, but there's a segment of people of the population that we've is, has been forgotten in all of this, and I want you to know that they're suffering, and they need our help and. That of course is, I mean, the people who can't get massages right now. You know, they've taken to the streets. Oh, they've taken to the streets, and uh, <laughs> they can't get their spray tans, and they can't get into Applebee's, and it's a tragedy. And it, what was it? Bowling alleys, tattoo parlors, and masseuses, basically. You know what's crazy is that how cushy of a life do you have to live that that feels like oppression to you? Like that's what it does. That's what it finally triggers you to go out in the street and pick up a picket sign in March. You know, we've had uh, Black Lives Matter. Nah, no, I'm good. Okay, how about kids in cages? Nope. You know, uh, Me Too movement. Nope. Yeah, Standing Rock. Mm, eh, eh. Uh, okay, Sandy Hook. A bunch of kindergartners got uh, slaughtered. No, I'm good. Uh, they they put a padlock on the PF Changs. Holy shit. <laughs> where's my pf check <laughs> where where where's my sign i'm gonna get out in the streets right now the only reason i get up in the morning is because i can get my pf oh chain oh every my. single day these people these people and what's crazy what's crazy is it all you can tell the people who are online pushing saying we got to reopen we got to reopen it's all I mean, the line of demarcation is clear. It's it's Trumpers versus everybody else. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, because he's the one egging him on. If you've got the president egging him on, it's, and he's contradicting what he said like a day ago. So I don't. It's insane. Who thought they would? Every time you think you've reached the bottom, the bottom drops out. Man, you're not kidding, John. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's easy to get uh, you know get get bummed out about it, but. Uh, I had I had my dark moments yesterday and I'm, I'm over it. So uh, 
but yeah, you just realize, okay, well, there is no, you know, you, you, you want to think about the best in people and you're like, well, there is no best in some people and that's just the way it is. And you, yep. just, and yeah, you, and you just got to move on from that. But here we are and we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss the greatness that is 1980s Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> were there enough let me ask you a question Justine were there enough if you thought a band couldn't get too buff you were wrong <laughs> were there enough rippling pectoral muscles for you in uh, this this in this week's uh, movies they were alright there was a point where it was a close up and I was like is that a leg no what and it just kept moving <laughs> <laughs> is that a leg Nope, that's that's his forearm. <laughs> is that a tree trunk? What is that? I love it. You and you got to see him in a really tight speedo, so that was that was for you. So you're welcome. Hey Mario. Yeah, talk to me. Mario, I just have one one thing to say to you, and that's why don't you let off a little steam? Oh, it's the best. This is really prime <laughs> this is really prime pun Arnold. This is really one of the one of the, the best for the puns, but we're going to get into it in a couple of minutes. Let's check in. We're still under, under uh, stay at home orders here in, um, in uh, Southern California. And, uh, but people are out still working. So we, we always like to check in with Jake, Justine and John and see what it's like out there. What is it like out in your essential jobs, guys? What's going on? Uh, not much different. People still pretty shitty. Yep. <laughs> Someone yelled at me that we discriminate. It's fine. Ooh. Someone yelled at you why? They said that we discriminate because Against she who? can't she can't order anything because her computer is broken. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. People Bye. don't seem to understand that no, you're not allowed in the building. Why? Because I want my work environment to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the problem. That's the problem with all these people that are that are pushing for stuff to reopen. They don't care that other people are going to put their lives on the line. They just want their stuff, and they don't they don't care if you die or you get sick. Nope, that's not their problem. Well, that's they, what happened when the um, when the beaches opened. Everybody and their mom went out to the beaches, even though it was intentionally meant for locals. That shows you that really sad about that. That shows you that we're not ready to lift the orders and. Uh, and and it's about you know you have to remember it's not about you you, you being a, quote unquote oppressed it's about keeping everybody safe but people don't care i mean you're seeing people bandy numbers about talking about what are acceptable losses well we've lost 60,000 people already we've lost more people to covid in in a few weeks than we have the entire vietnam war i mean that's those are the numbers and you, i guarantee you I guarantee you all these knuckleheads with guns saying, open up, open up. I guarantee you none of them have lost anybody to COVID-19. You wouldn't be behaving like that if you saw somebody die from it in front of your eyes. Yeah, I, I've just, been, uh, you know, they don't I, have the imagination or the, they don't have the empathy to imagine what it would be like to, to lose somebody. You oh, shouldn't have to see it no, right before your eyes to, to empathize. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there was all these crazy like news segments where like the reporters were filming the protesters. And they'd ask them the question, you know, say, hey, what happens if, you know, you're out protesting, you go home and you contract it and, you know, you take care of your mom. What if she gets sick and dies? And, you know, those protesters are just saying, well, you know what? That's, you know, an acceptable loss. It's crazy. They don't, yeah. they don't care. 
it's not, yeah. dude. Like, it's Ugh. not about you it's being not- fine with it. It's about yeah, yeah, you being around someone who's going to die if they get it. Yeah, I, like, you've heard like, the latest. Collateral yeah, damage is fine. You've heard the latest. They think that it, it could be anywhere from forty to fifty percent of people are walking around with it and don't even know it. They're shedding the virus. They're never going to come down with the symptoms. They say that's going to make it very tough to tamp down unless you do test everybody. It's just a really bad situation. Yeah, we're not um, we're not close to being anywhere near. Even in California, I'm hearing uh, Newsom now start to say, well, you know, we can start loosening some of these restrictions. But, uh, I mean, it's my, it's my uneducated opinion that unless you can test everybody, how do you know who's sick? Uh, how do you know? Yeah. Who's, how do you know who's got the symptoms? How do you know if you're asymptomatic? How do you know who's sick without testing? So until yeah. everybody can get tested, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like that's the that's the time to go back when 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 everybody can walk in and, and say, so from a test, right? It takes two weeks, right? So let's say you get everybody tested today, which isn't going to happen, right? It's still two weeks from today, which was the original date that we were supposed to lift the stay at home order. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening this month, honestly. Um, and I know people don't want to hear that, and I know people want to get back to work, but you have to understand, and, and, and that's the thing that sucks about what's going on in this in this country. We have people who are broke and starved right now, and they have to go back to work. So they have no choice but to wait in there while a bunch of other people who you know who are more you know well off can just watch from the sidelines to see what happens. It's like a giant. They're choosing. Yeah, they're choosing between work and death, which is a terrible choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at you guys. Look at my wife. It's, it's you guys have had to continue working, and yeah. it's still not enough for some people. It's still We're the lucky ones. <laughs> it, yeah, it's still not enough for some people that that you can still get groceries and they can still. I mean, that's still not enough. And it, and of course, I mean, it can't be the disease. It's got to be some conspiracy because they. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. the selfishness is just off the charts. It's insane. It, I don't understand that mentality. Yeah. I don't get it. There are already. Well, if, Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. The only thing you're listening to is Fox. You're, if they're in the bubble, if all they're hearing is one channel, then that's what they're taking home. They're, you're, they're already demanding that people risk their health, right? I mean, we're already we we have you know people who are working those jobs. We have you know postal carriers are still working, delivery people are still working, uh, grocery people are still working. All you know people working in gas stations. All those people are quote unquote essential and it's not it's still not enough for these people. It's still not enough that that, that many people are risking their health. It's it's insane. They just want more and more and more. No, I want this. I want to, I, I I can't imagine that level of selfishness. I just can't. I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I I don't know. It's it's, it's the, a, good, the 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 good news is when they do these polls, they say most Americans they wouldn't if they lift all the uh if they lift all the uh the stay-at-home orders tomorrow nationwide, most people said they wouldn't feel safe going out. They probably still wouldn't go out because they wouldn't feel safe. Well, that's true, but then you have 40,000 people at the beach, too. So those all yeah. you need is those 40,000 people. Let's say 100 of those people are asymptomatic, and you know it's got to be more than that, right? Oh, yeah. So those yeah. those 100 people go home, and then, I mean, we've all played Pandemic, right? <laughs> we've all, it, you know. It, it, it just turns into utter chaos you it, know those hundred people in fact one or two people it, that hundred becomes two three hundred and it, that three hundred becomes six and yeah. just goes it just goes haywire it's exponential and again yeah. now what you're seeing too is you're seeing people who are asymptomatic getting strokes and you know from 
they were asymptomatic, but they had it, and it's given them a stroke because they had a condition or something. So now we still don't even know how this is killing people, honestly. I mean, you know what I mean? It's also giving them, like, kidney failure, too. Oh, it's it's insane. So yeah, but but in, but people are willing. It's weird that people are willing to. Well, we have to do it. We have to do it for the economy. We have to do it. It's like you know, this is these are people's lives. When did people's lives stop being worth anything? Like you know, when did sixty thousand yeah. people become acceptable? You know, like oh well, I guess we're going to lose sixty thousand. Yeah. And uh, if you're one of the people that's still <sighs> using, if you're one of the people that's still using the flu argument, uh, last year the flu, the high estimate is. 64,000 people over the course of a year, right? So now we're at 60,000 and we're, what, two months in, three months in from... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, do your math. Do your math and it's far deadlier than the flu. So now what? You know? (laughs) Is that 60,000 worldwide or is that just in the state? That was in the United States. That was the high estimate from the CDC. It was between twenty nine and 64,000. So your low yeah, estimate, not including any other countries. Yeah, if you're if you're if it's if you're lowballing the estimate, COVID has already killed three times the amount of people that the flu kills a year in in a fourth of the time. Those are easy, those are easy numbers that even I can understand. That's a lot of people. But uh, I didn't mean to go off on that. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> hey, it's important. Well, it's you can't help but think about it. And well, I'm annoyed for another wave. I'm annoyed. Look, look, podcast listeners, look at how many people you have. Jake and myself aren't working right now, but Mm -hmm. the majority of this podcast is still going out and working every day in these conditions and under these conditions. So think about that. Three of you are are putting your health at risk by going out and just being out every every day. So, you know, of course, I have a vested interest in wanting to keep you guys safe because if any one of you goes, I got to find a replacement. So, I mean, this is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of labor. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I don't want. It's I don't because he loves. I don't want anything to happen to my wife or, or, or you guys or, you know, and then it's like, you know, that's the last thing I want. Because, you know, Karen needs googly eyes and, uh, you know, now Justine's sick. <laughs> so many Karens. <laughs> people, man, people. And we're probably going to be in it for a while. Um, San Francisco just said that they're going to be having a quarantine until the 31st of May. So of May. So we're likely to follow suit. And that's probably going to get pushed even farther. I hope so. I mean, honestly, I'm not. Look, I know they said they're opening. um, They're opening up uh, like child care services and like K-12 schools or something like that. Yeah, my uh, cousin well. already has their kid going to daycare, but she said they just have less kids, and they, yeah, less kids, less workers there. Man, Kate, that's a germ. They still send their kid to daycare because they're they both work from home and they can't. Like one of them's a teacher, and the other one works for UPS, and they can't have the baby around. That's crazy. I don't know if you know anything about uh, preschools, but uh, they're germ factories. So that's mm-hmm. um, that's crazy. I don't know, man. It, but how do you do it I, again? Yeah, I, like look. I understand. I know that people uh, that it's hard right now, but it's kind of supposed to be hard because you're trying to keep people alive. You know. So I don't know. I, I feel like uh, 
but again, like John said, you know, there are people who are desperate to get back to work, so they'll they'll make that choice. I got to choose work over death, and you know, hope and play the odds. You know, yeah, you know, the odds are that you're not going to. I mean, the odds are that you're not going to die from this, right? Those are those are the odds that you, you, the majority of people are going to survive it. But but what what are going to be the the after effects mm-hmm. of that? You know, are you going to be one of the people that with scar tissue on your lungs and respiratory problems for the rest of your life? Or are you going to, you know, are you going to have kidney, are you going to have organ failure? Are you going to be on dialysis for the rest of your life? Because, you know, mm-hmm. so. My I mean, cousin people... just took a, one of my cousins just took a COVID test and it came back negative. She wanted okay. to see if she can hug her kids. Um, wow. She works at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So when she got her cough, she was terrified. So she got her tests and then it came back negative now. So she's oh, super wow. happy, but she's like, I'm Scary. still going to be safe, but I'm so glad I can hug my kids. So I've had my cough for two weeks, guys, two weeks. And last night it was not good. So who knows? It's, it's not getting any better. Huh? Nope. It's hanging in there. It's, it's lingering. No fever. No fever. No other symptoms. Just good. A, just good, a cough, good. but I, you know, who knows? I, who knows? Who knows, man? What? Uh, yeah, what's terrifying is, yeah, you might not even show symptoms, and it's also, um, we're also what we're not pushing flu season, but it's um, allergies right now. Yeah, that's what everybody seems to think I have, and I've never had allergies that I know of, but I'm on allergy mm-hmm. meds, and it seems to be helping sometimes. And then, like last yeah, night, allergy it, meds are a lifesaver. La- last night, it really didn't do anything for me, so I don't know. Um, I think I, I got allergies last year. I started getting it two years ago. Oh, really? I never had it before that, yeah. Yeah. And, well, a lot of people have told me you have to find the right allergy medicine, too. Like, some t- it doesn't always work for people, so it's like a trial and error thing. So I'm on Flonase and um, and Claritin right now. But I will say that... I, yeah. I will say, given my own... Um, just my own observations, over the weekend when it was really hot and everybody was at the beach, I stayed home like a good person... And we shut up the house for the air conditioning. And the, the two days that we had the house shut up were the best I felt. And then once we went back to sleeping with the windows and everything open, I've gone back to having like, you know, so. Yeah. There is so probably, probably allergies. Yeah, there might be something to that. So I'm hoping, I'm really hoping it is, you know. I mean, again, for me, it's more, I you know, I take care of my mom, I you know, my father-in-law, that kind of stuff. And it's like, I that's what I worry about. I worry about that. So I worry about spreading it more than having it, you know? I mean, I don't want it. Let's, let's, let's be honest. I don't want it, but, you know, you know, but uh, I'm glad you guys have managed to stay healthy going out there. John, are people being nice to you at the grocery store or people? What's the, what's the mood? I got to say, I got to say uh, 99% of our customers are being really cool and they're so happy that we're open. They just constantly saying, "We're just glad you're there. Thanks for being open." They just seem to be. Most of them are just really gracious. They just appreciate it. So I think we're lucky. <laughs> they got some, you know, they got some class. I guess you're the opposite of all the customers that are visiting uh, Justine and Patrick. Uh, yeah. They're all yeah. rude. I would say I would say about like on average, it's like 40, 60. 40 well, percent are nice, sixty percent are rude. Mm. Plus, when they're upset and they find out they can't do a return, they go crazy. So it's just, we're not completely open. So it's not making anyone happier (laughs) anymore. They were happy in the beginning and now they're just pissed. Wow. Yeah. You would think that. Because you're making it an an inconvenience for them. We are, (laughs) apparently. Well, you guys would. I mean, if you're just closed completely. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. and the worst part is, is we go, well, you can call corporate, but corporate's closed down. So there's no one for them to talk to, but vent to us, which is mm. Oh, and they love to vent, don't they? They love. Oh, one lady kept yelling at one of my workers. And at the end, she was like, there's nothing else I can do. And she's like, I'm sorry. I guess you're having a bad day, too. <laughs> Wow. But that was after that was after my um that was one of my managers, but she put down the phone while the lady was still yelling. Like she just wow. went off. Jesus. She just went off. Like a breakdown, I guess. But it was just yeah. why? She just Is it snapped. Worth it? I don't get it. I, I snapped at the okay, lady who we hang up on him. I snapped at the lady who um uh right before my brother passed away, um I was paying they were they were charging me for his uh, hospital bed that he had at the house, and usually they would call and tell me, "Hey, we're going to charge," and I would say, "Okay, like, um, like go ahead and you know go ahead and make the charge, or whatever." So they had called me the, the 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 weekend. They had called me that Saturday, and my brother passed away on the Monday, and so I didn't call him back because I was you know the, I got the call in the morning that my brother had gone into cardiac arrest. So the Tuesday. Um, I found out Tuesday that they went ahead and charged and it like bounced my, it, it, I had to give, get money out of my, it kicked the overdraft in and everything. And then, but the overdraft that caused a fee and all. So I was like, I was mad and I called the lady and I was like, you you know, you guys have never done this before. I don't understand why you didn't wait for me to, to discharge it. And then what she, she was trying to tell me that because of, because the COVID outbreak was just starting to, you know, it was starting to mushroom. She, um, she said, well, we might not be able to refund you even though you're not going to use the bed this month. I said, well, I'm, I'm asking you to come pick it up. We're not using it. And you guys charge me without confirmation. And uh, she said, well, you know, that's just because of the because of the, the epidemic right now, we, we have to take beds out of storage now because we couldn't reuse yours. And I flipped out on the phone. <laughs> and I, I really never do that, but it was the stress of, hey, I just lost my brother. Like, I don't want, and I just yelled at the lady. I ended up calling back and apologizing. Mm-hmm. But, cool. but uh, yeah, but you know, we all get that Most way. People wouldn't do that. I understand. I understand that we, look, I understand you guys are in a situation. It's, it's out, you're, you're stuck in the house and you don't like your kids and you don't like your spouse. You, and it's a horrible, <laughs> it's a horrible time to figure all that out, isn't it? Because you can't go anywhere. But the people out there who are working right now deserve your respect and deserve your, your, your courtesy. And a hundred percent. And I don't understand why. And it's crafts. That's what bugs me. It's, cr- this is something that people don't need to be. This is such a luxury for people right now yep. to have, you know, crafts to have something. That's why, to do. Like I, I try not to get upset about it. Like just not let it bother me. Cause I'm like, I really don't give a shit if you want your yarn. Like for all I care, <laughs> you can fuck off. Mm-hmm. My concern <laughs> is keeping my team safe and my staff safe. So I could care less if you want to come in the store, if you know, you need your googly eyes and your glitter, you know, it's like, fuck off. If I don't have it, I don't have it. If you can't get it, go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Go to Joanne's and wait five hours. To get yes. it. Like it's just, and then they complain. So like they call like, Hey, is my order ready? I placed it 20 minutes ago. And I have to tell them, no orders take about three hours because we have so many. And then they complain. And I'm like, go to Joanne's place an order. You won't see it for a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to place an order for a gross of googly eyes, please. I don't know why I always come back to the googly eyes. I'm just fascinated. Yeah, I would like a palette. Can I get a palette of googly eyes, please? Yeah. It's just, what? 
surprised you don't say pipe cleaner or something else. I do need palette. I do need pipe cleaners for my. It's a bigger. It's a bigger laugh. <laughs> Googly eyes gets a bigger laugh. I do need pipe cleaners for my mask. For my for my mask that I use it to to line. So I I, it, I put it across the bridge of my nose in the mat inside the mask. You know. So if you have some extra naturally, pipe cleaners, naturally. I'll take some. Well, you can place an order. It'll be ready in two to three hours. Ugh. Yeah. I'd like to order some pipe cleaners and a James Bond magazine, please. Uh, right. <laughs> That's right. You, you carry those, right? <laughs> yes, we have it. I see it every day. Justine, did you flip through one of those magazines? Nope. Nope. Are you sure? It's an old magazine, and if the magazine lady still came in, she would have taken it away. But... She hasn't, so I have to stare at it I, every day. I hope the magazine lady's okay, wherever she is. God bless her. Ding, 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 yeah, they're moving to another location. It's really bad timing because in July or August, they were going to move to a new location on Hollywood Boulevard. And now they said they don't know what's going to happen because it was going to cost them money to move from you know one location to the other. They're moving. They're moving. They, they announced that they are moving, but they closed early. But we've seen – I'm sure glad I got that last trip to the Sunset Boulevard location because that's – they're not going to – John, you're breaking up. Am I? John, we're breaking up. Mm-hmm. Well, a minute ago, you guys were breaking up. I wonder what's going on. Are you walking around? Nope, I'm sitting perfectly still. Hmm. How about hmm. now? Hmm. How about you guys? You guys all sound good. Yeah, you sound you sound great now. Sound great. Sound good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when's the last time you were at Amoeba? Oh, my last trip was a while back. I think uh, I think it was when my buddy Hiddish was in town. Was the last time I was. It's been a couple of years. Um, I went about a week, uh, just a week before the big shutdown. I don't. I just had a hunch. I don't know what it was. It was before Disneyland shut down. It was. Um, I just had a hunch. The way everyone was talking, I thought I better take one last trip in case they start doing like. I was thinking like Italy, just shut everything up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to Disneyland. So I went, and like now I'm really glad I did because that was the last my last trip there. And by the way, that's where I want my ashes sprinkled. If I died tomorrow, I want you to sprinkle my ashes over Amoeba. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, do that for me, won't you? Absolutely. Sure. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, what was I going to say? I had something to say about that Amoeba location, and I can't remember now. Well, uh, it's online. You can you can get a virtual tour of the new location online. Oh, I don't know if anyone okay. listened, uh, but I did a... I did an interview with Brent over of, of, from the Home Video Hustle over the weekend, and we ended up talking for Listened. four hours. Anyway, um, so I broke up that episode into two parts. Part two will be out later this week. But um, fantastic! Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed it. Brent's always you a good. Actually, listen to a show. I mean, it was. Brent, I had we had Brent on the show. I had to. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, I mean, he doesn't listen to himself, so it's fine. That's true. Brent's always a good guest too. But we talked about uh, uh, what do we? What was it? Oh, he he recommended the Criterion Channel, 
Uh, so I picked it up, John. Uh, this Criterion Channel, ten bucks a month. I'm I'm Ooh, in the I gotta get that. I'm in the free trial right now. Uh, but it's worth it if you're gonna do John. If you are gonna do one streaming service, so it's they basically be it. they basically did what FilmRise did. The only problem is they don't have the access to all of the movies the way they did with Turner when they were partnered with Turner Classic. But um, so this month, and the layout is exactly the same as FilmRise. Uh, this month, John, one of the featured um, what the the featured uh, actor actress is Gene Arthur. Ooh. Wow! So uh, they had a whole bunch of Gene Arthur movies, including one that I'd never seen is an early John Ford movie called "The Whole Town's Talking" with Edward G. Robinson, oh, yeah. and it's a really yeah. in, it's a really interesting movie where Edward it's like a little uh, kind of a little rom com where Gene Arthur and she's uh, where Edward G. Robinson gets mistaken for a killer. He's a, like a mild mannered guy who lives in a. Who works at a? I think it's like an insurance company or something, and he gets his mistaken identity for a, for a gangster. It's really, it's kind of a, it was a fun little movie. I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, you say it's John Ford. It's John Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? And it's it's really think about him as his comedies. And uh, it's um, really early, and it's also um, uh, Edward G. Robinson playing against type because he's like this meek kind mm-hmm. of insurance guy. So really, really That's well cool. done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, check it out. You, I, I highly recommend it. Also, for you well, Apple... Criterion, mm-hmm. Criterion's got an amazing collection of movies. So even if it's just their stuff, it would be great. Oh, yeah. They have the entire... I mean, they, it rotates like Netflix. It's Not everything's available at the same time, but there's enough there that you can uh, you can find. And they, they curate a lot of stuff, and it's good good stuff. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've been on the, the free trial for a week, and I think I'm going to keep it. Also, how long is the free trial? Is it a month? Two weeks. So you, two weeks. Yes, you can actually get some stuff, some some stuff watched, if you really want to. If you want to get in there and dig around and see if it's something you'll be interested. A lot of classic films, lots of them, but more right more modern stuff too. Uh, also, Apple TV. I signed up for a week of that. The Beastie Boys documentary. See it. Uh, How was it? Directed by Spike Jones. It's actually a it's actually a live show that they recorded, and it's Adam uh, uh, Adam Horowitz and 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 Mike Diamond, Mike D and and Adrock, and they just tell the story of the Beastie Boys from like the early punk days all the way up to their last show with uh, MCA when he was still alive. And uh, wow, very well done. Uh-huh. You know, when, when it first started, it's a live show format, so I thought, oh, this might be. Not so good, but it's it's you know they have a lot of they tell some great stories, they're good storytellers, and uh, they go into it all, and they're not they're not afraid to call themselves out for really bad behavior uh, when they were younger, <laughs> you know, yeah. basically acting like knuckleheads on that first tour, and uh, you know they talk about touring with Madonna and touring with Run DMC and how they kind of you know faded for a while, and if they had this image as like these dumb frat boys, and then. Paul's Boutique came out and did nothing, even though they loved it. And then they finally decided, well, we're just going to listen to, you know, we're going to try to be who we are, not who anybody else wants us to be. And then that's really when they they hit in the 90s, you know. So really, really great documentary. And uh, even though MCA is gone, his, his presence is felt throughout the production. It's really good, really funny and really, really, easy. it's just fun to hear guys tell stories, you know being on the road and things cool. like that. So really worth it. So uh, Apple TV is what, five bucks a month? Uh, is that what it is, Patrick and Justine? 
10 bucks, I think, something like that. It's not too crazy. You, there's a couple of original shows. There's a new one with Chris. I saw that with Chris Evans has an original show on there. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Finding Jacob or Defending it, Jacob. Is it good? Defending Jacob. Mm, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, I've been scouring this week, kind of scouring um, stuff, streaming services, and I found out I missed that show, The Alienist, and I wanted to see it because I've read the novel and it's fantastic. It was on TNT, but then I found out TNT streaming has uh, commercials, so I was not. I was much less interested. I was much out. less. I was out. The minute I see one of those ads, sometimes I can watch the movies on Vudu that are free because they only do like two or three ads and they're like 30 seconds. So it's like, but these are doing like, there were like eight ads. I was like, nope. No, that's frustrating. No, thank you. Did you, did anybody watch uh, Penny Dreadful when it was on? I did. I yeah, saw it on no. a couple seasons. I saw it on, uh, on, on Netflix, and there's a new noir one, right? It's a 30s. It's going to be 1930s Los Angeles. Uh, Penny Lane. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Uh, yes, yeah, I've seen the preview. It looks pretty good. I, it looks like they captured the time period very well. And it's um, Marjorie from uh, Game of Thrones is the main character. Natalie Ooh. Natalie Dorner is that Dormer? Dormer? Yeah. I just found out she was. Yeah. I, I just found out she was Moriarty on the Elementary TV show. Which, oh really? Which I've never watched, but now it kind of wow. makes kind of makes me want to look into it because I like Natalie Dormer from her yeah. from her time on um, on uh, Game of Thrones. Justine, wow. Sus- Justine's suspiciously yeah. quiet over there. Well, well, well. I don't know. I've been watching Insecure. I don't know what that is. What is that? It follows Issa Rae. They're on their third season right now. Follows who? Issa Rae. Oh, I love them. Uh, early. No, how does their song go? <laughs> early in the morning. Sugar Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sugar Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae. Love her. She's so. You're, and like, um, you're breaking up. Movies out. Yeah. You broke up there for a second. Uh, more than Beyonce. What? More than Beyonce. Morgan Beyonce. More than Beyonce. Uh, yeah, she's not a not a singer. So you only <laughs> like little rap. You funny. you only like people with the whose name ends in a. Beyonce, Issa Rae. <laughs> right. I guess so. That's, That's weird. a cute last name, though, right? Anyways, Insecure is good. It's um, super raunchy. So I've seen the previews. Of- I've seen the previews on HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say, because the preview was her talking in the mirror. I think that was the preview, and it looks like a funny, but also touching show. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you today? You're in bed, aren't you? I'm sitting up in bed. Oh. You gotta get Doing out of your that. Leg exercises. You gotta get. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta get out of that bed. I can't leave this room. I'm stuck in this room when we start podcasting. Why? Ah. Uh, because I can't go near. I can't go into a different room with Patrick because he'll. He'll get that weird sound. Oh, the yeah. feedback. I yeah, get stuck in here. Patrick's happy. This is when he's working on his Final Fantasy VII right now. This is when he's. Yep. This is Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I, uh, I rented uh, Birds of Prey. Uh huh. Do you like it? So I was like, why not? It actually was pretty good. 
Who's entertaining? Oh, we watched Stuber. I oh. highly, highly recommend Stuber. <laughs> so good. Highly t- recommend. Let me tell you what Nicole and I didn't get. To, Nicole and I did not get to watch that. We forgot about it. it kind of went by the wayside. It's but, on HBO. It's on HBO right now. We'll check it out because that is the Nicole formula. She likes the buddy comedy where one of the buddies yeah. is inept. That's her form. The buddy it is so good. The buddy comedy is her favorite, and then if one of the one of the people is inept, she likes it even more. Like you know, if one of them. Yes. she loves that. It was She'll good. love it. It was such a good, good. I was, good movie. I was dying of laughter. That's exactly why yeah. she likes Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance because Die Hard with a Vengeance is basically a buddy movie. Mm. Hey, she must love um, Midnight Run, huh? I think she does we haven't watched it in a while but we are going to watch it for the digital movie club oh by the way guys uh just so you know voodoo had a lot of movies on sale for four bucks well 4.99 five bucks a lot of 80s movies a lot of 80s movies a lot of 80s rom-coms a lot of 80s uh a lot of 80s teen comedies so get ready because we just changed the landscape uh, Early in the morning. What, how does that song go? <laughs> every morning, every evening. Because I'm think I'm getting it confused with. Because I'm getting it confused with early in the morning. That's um Sublime. Oh no, Sublime, yeah. Loving what I got. Dominated the airwaves in the 2000s. K-Rock All will, those bands were on the Shrek soundtrack. We will know. Oh, that's funny, John, because I have the. Uh, my 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 the I describe all the bands in that early '90s ska kind of thing is uh, all the bands that were on the American Pie soundtrack that were like yeah someday that's going to be a time capsule oh, of God. what things were like in the aughts that is <laughs> that is the worst chickity China the Chinese chicken that is the worst chicken. <laughs> That, that is the worst soundtrack, uh, I think, Best ever. soundtrack ever. So. Awful. Awful. <laughs> Amazing. Man. That, that American Pie soundtrack is terrible. Um, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. That's the name of the song I was just doing that I could not remember. Ugh. Mm. God, those are right. Oh my God! That's how it sounds to me. That's why the world needed hip hop. That's the end of the world. Oh God! I feel fine. There is a great clip in the BC Boys video when they lose. Um, they the the sabotage video. Lost to uh, whatever uh, I think losing my religion, the losing my religion video, and I hate REM. I hate REM. I hate Michael Stipes. I hate his voice. And there's a really great scene where MCA goes on to he grabs the mic and jumps up and says it's an outrage that the, he's dressed like uh, 
his uncle Nathaniel Hornblower. So he's wearing like lederhosen and a beard and a little. It looks like one of the Matterhorn workers. He's got the little hat for thing. And he just. I, it must have been at the MTV Awards or something. But he grabs the mic out of Michael Stipe's hand and he starts screaming about how the Beastie Boys were robbed. It's fantastic. <laughs> John, I know you and I disagree about um, about REM, but. Uh, uh, you know, they had a whole career before losing my religion. They had like a five year career, and, you know, great albums, but mm. they're kind of a different band after that. That's me in the corner. Oh God. Um, I can't do it. That's me in the spot. Everybody I hate this like, fucking song. It's like if um, if you only knew the Beastie Boys from the first album, that would be the way. You don't, would don't, be, you know? don't, don't even try. No, no, no. Yep. I'm not it allowing that. Like, I, all they did was license to ill, and that's all anybody knew of the Beastie Boys. I am lying. That is not. I will uh, unacceptable. Yes, that's exactly on the money. Unacceptable. 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 I'm mean, so I'm holding you in contempt. <laughs> uh, hey Mario, who do you hate more, REM or the Beatles? The Beatles. Okay, I can play this game all day. Let's play. What do I hate more? Okay. Go. So it's always it's always the Beatles. Go ahead, go ahead. Fire fire some bands at me. Let's play this. He's not he's not going to let you finish, and he's just going to say the Beatles. <laughs> Sound of Music or the Beatles? Uh, ooh, jo- oh wow, wow. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How about Vanilla Ice or the Beatles? The only movie that makes me root for the Nazis or the Beatles. That's weird. Um, <laughs> geez. Uh, <laughs> That's a thinker, isn't it? I think you got him. Mm-hmm. I got to go sound of music. I got to yeah, go sound wow. of music. Okay. So painful. What was the next one? What was the next one? Oh, the soundtrack oh, to La La Land? The Beatles. Yeah. Because okay. he doesn't remember the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. John, go Just ahead. Being honest. Vanilla Ice or the Beatles? Uh, vanilla Ice. See, now I know you're just saying that. No, that's, that's not true. Th- th- I do not like Vanilla There's Ice. There's no way you like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> no, I. you're asking me which I hate more. He hates, yes. he hates Vanilla Ice less. No, I hate Vanilla he Ice more, more than the Beatles. More. Ice. Yeah. Ice. <laughs> I get the picture. Yeah, yeah. So I, Millie I, Vanilli or the Beatles? Uh, oh, Millie Vanilli hate him. <laughs> um, the Beatles win that. True Crime podcasts or the Beatles? The Beatles. I, I like true. I don't mind true crime podcasts. I just don't understand why people want to wallow in that. I don't understand how people can listen to hours and hours and hours. Joe Rogan or the Beatles? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know Joe Rogan from his podcast. Um, uh, oh really? News radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I know him from, I know him from from uh, Fear Factor. New, news radio. News yeah. radio. Was he on that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Trump protesters yeah. or the Beatles? Oh, the Beatles. I'll listen to the Beatles. <laughs> I would rather listen to. Give me all of the Beatles album. I'll listen to the mono <laughs> and the stereo, all of them in order, before I have to listen to another <laughs> freaking COVID nineteen protester. Yeah. So you do love the Beatles? I don't love them. <laughs> I don't love them. He just hates them slightly less. I have five. Yes. Remember, the Beatles have five songs that I like. People forget that I've mentioned this. Let's hear it. Oh no, we're Let's not. We're not playing that game. 
because I got to remember names. Uh, which okay, there's uh, in my life is a good one. Yeah. Uh, here comes the sun. Uh, yeah. The first, uh, I like Hey Jude before uh, Paul starts just uh, butchering it. Before Paul starts embarrassing me. Um, and then um, what's the other one? Oh, I like Let It Be. And then there's another one. Uh, there. Why don't we do it in the road? No. Um, no one will be watching. No. No. Revolution number nine. No. Oh yeah, boys. Just kidding. Um, I always throw that in John's face. Uh, uh, back yeah. in the USSR. I like that one. There you go. That, that's, that's a great song. Great song. That's a good one. Great no, you know, what, uh, John. I like all their stuff before they before the they go to Tib- before they go to Tibet. All their hits, I'm yeah. I'm okay with. I want to hold your hand, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so after Tibet, not so much. It's like yeah, it's weird because well, like that's when they start getting kind of yeah, they get super psychedelic and kind of out there. Well, what's funny is like when the when the when Adam Yauk comes back from Tibet, that's when they start apologizing for like doing girls on you know on on license to ill and and every once in a while they throw something in and you hear that weird and you know the, the they start using like weird like instrumentation and stuff you're like oh okay somebody went to tibet and it was adam yauk the mm. beatles for whatever reason come back from tibet and they just become unbearable it's like wow this is just yeah but indulgent guess what they guess what they wrote in tibet back what? in the ussr there you go <laughs> It's the only so one I with. Love it. It's the only one with Ringo not on it. Is that? Is that? Uh, uh, it's oh, he's not. Yeah, he's not drumming on it. It's Paul doing the drums. Yeah, I think I like Paul McCartney as a drummer. <laughs> that's him. Uh, that's him drumming on Ballad of John and Yoko too. Uh, I don't know. How does that one go? There are Beatles fans it's right now. A little now. something like this. There's the Beatles fans right now who are cringing. Yeah, I don't look, look, look. The the best way to describe the Beatles is that they bore me. Okay, that's it. That's that's just the best way. I'm not gonna like people are. I asked online, and I'm gonna ask you guys this right now. Uh, this is the perfect time to listen to albums cover to cover. John, are you listening to albums cover to cover? Yep. What have you listened to, my man? The White Album. <laughs> uh, also, Arthur. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, Village Green Preservation Society. Very nice. Very nice. And, and uh, Singles Going Steady by the Buzzcocks. Okay. And uh, Give Them Enough Rope by The Clash. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of albums lately. John, how do you how do you uh, answer the critics who say that The Clash isn't a real punk band? They don't know their history. They're like one of the first punk bands. So yeah. I don't know who said I don't know who says that. They, they, they shall <laughs> remain like one of the first three punk bands. They shall remain nameless, but they're not. They're not me. Uh, I just want you to know who says who, who I, says that. I will not say who that person is to protect their identity. Is that what is? I can't imagine somebody would say that. They're like one of the first three or four punk bands. Period. Also, John, you would love uh, you would love the Beastie Boys documentary because they talk about how they started out as a punk band and who their influences yeah. were, and they mention the Clash. Yeah. They they do mention the Clash as well. Yeah. London Calling is one of my I, favorite songs. You know, I'll tell you something about the Clash. People started bitching about the Clash, about the Clash, right around the time London Calling came out. They thought that album was a sellout. That you know, oh gee, they're like radio friendly now. And it's like you know, it's people that haven't even heard the whole album. You know. Yes, John. Let me. Ask- it was seventy nine. People were bitching and griping in seventy nine. 
it only been out for like a year and a half and they were already griping that they'd sold out, you know? You can't win. You can't win. Because uh, as you soon know, as, critics just have their head up their ass, you know. Well it's also that it's also fans who and fans are still that way. They like a band till they get popular. Yeah. And they're like, oh they sold out. It's like, look, I know you like have liking something that no one else likes, right? But sometimes right. It, but sometimes right. it's not fun. Try telling people that you like the Kinks better than the Beatles and see what happens. People lose their minds. Exactly. So exactly. it's not always fun being the explode. being an outlier outlier, you know. Uh yeah. but but I will I say agree. that I've been listening to I did listen to two complete Beastie Boys albums while I was um after the um the documentary. I I listened to uh well, one's a greatest hits, but I listened to all of uh, Ill Communication, and it was fantastic. On vinyl. On vinyl, because I'm real. Right. I'm, I'm real like that. But yeah, listen to some albums. Guys, do you listen, Do you younger cats, do you listen to uh, albums that cover to cover, or is that something just the older generation does? Always. Um... I shuffle it. I shuffle it with all my other covers, <laughs> with all the other albums. So yeah, but you I listen to everything, but they're all shuffled in with everything else. But you so you I wouldn't sit down and like pull out like a like you know Destiny. If it's the first time I'm listening to the album, I will listen to it cover to cover. Oh, I like that. That's cool. A lot of people won't even do that. To. A lot of people won't even do oh. that. It's kind of a lost art. What about you, uh, Patrick? Have you listened to any albums cover to cover? Recently, no. Um, but yeah, same thing with Justine. When I get like a new album or something like that, I'll listen to it from start to end in to- its entirety before I put it anywhere else. Today- yeah, I'll probably I'll keep list if I like it enough. I'll keep listening to it that way, and then I'll shuffle it because I memorize the order. Yeah. So I have to shuffle it just so I'm not singing immediately what the next song is. So. Today is uh, Duke Ellington's birthday. Happy birthday to Duke Ellington! Is that right? Well, yep, one of the premier wow. uh, composers uh, in American uh, music. Uh, and um, so, uh, John, do you remember our friend Shamaya from the old days? Shamaya, yeah. her yep. she has two sons now, and they're in grade school, and they're in uh, one of them. I, I know one of them for sure is in. Uh, he's in the jazz band, and so they did a close listen. Yesterday they got an assignment. They had to listen to Duke Ellington's Far East Suite. So I, mm. I was like, "Oh, I haven't heard that album in a long time." So last night I was doing some reading, and I just put it on and listened to the whole thing end to end, and it was fantastic. So if you want to hear something a little unusual, speaking of going to Tibet, um, it's a Duke yeah. Ellington influence. That's in it's a Duke Ellington album influenced by the Far East, and still very jazzy and very cool. And nobody writes things quite like Duke Ellington. Very unique in music. So I listened to that cover to cover last night, and it was fantastic. So uh, happy birthday to Duke Ellington, um, born in 1899. Wow. Died in, died in 1974, but uh, still, the music lives on. So, guys, it's, should, we, should we get into it, guys? Sure. I think so, yeah. Uh, sure. We've been talking let's a long time. Oh, let's do it. All right, here we go, guys. You're in the club. Guys. Good job, guys. That was so great. My favorite yet. Every week. Guys. We had a double feature this week. It was, it 
two movies starring one of the probably one of the biggest stars of all of the 1980s. I'm talking about, of course, Linda Hamilton. Of course, Rainier Wolfcastle. <laughs> Guys, we had a Schwarzenegger double feature. This is prime. Schwarzenegger time, guys, and we we watched what was arguably arguably the his biggest movie of the eighties, one of the biggest movies of the eighties, a surprise hit out of nowhere. This just came out of nowhere to become put kind of James Cameron on the map. Uh, we're talking, of course, the Terminator, and we're going to go in order because this is they go in order. We kind of have to watch them in order so you understand why he is the way he is in Commando. You've got to watch the Terminator. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same movie without the robot. It's the same movie without the robot, and you'll learn that about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So uh, how many of you, had you all, you'd all seen the original Terminator. Justine might have been fuzzy as to which movie uh, wasn't Terminator 2. I don't know it, apparently. Oh, you had never seen it? I thought I have seen it, and I know some parts in it, but I didn't know that he was a bad guy, so I guess I didn't. Oh yeah, that I was, was waiting for him to be a good guy, and it never happened. That was the, <laughs> that's because the later ones he 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 is. That was the big Don't twist. Spoil it. Oh god, could be. <laughs> so How have you not seen any of these at this point? <laughs> I just said it like a minute before you just said the endings. <laughs> so, uh, Patrick, do you have a breakdown for us? Uh, can you get us on the, yes. the IMDb? And all? let's go so... ahead. IMDb is 8 out of 10. Uh, it is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mm. Released October 26, 1984, with a budget of $6.4 million. It made $78.48 million. Which, back in those oh, days, God. was a hell of a lot of money. That's insane. Yeah. That budget, that's insane. Uh, and, we, oh, guys, also a Bill Paxton double feature. We got to see. <laughs> we got to see double the Bill, very early Bill Paxton uh, uh, appearance here. But let's talk about Terminator. Terminator, very low budget. Uh, you know, looked looks looked great when it came out, but like you see a lot of the uh, you see a lot of the kinks now. But uh, yeah. I think the real star here Still is works. the yeah, the the star here is the is the story. What a great concept for a sci fi. Uh, you know, you're going back oh in time. Oh my god, yeah. And there was such a twist at the. Oh, wait, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, it's okay because we're going to start with you. Like, at, you know, having seen it, having never really see, sat down to watch it, what was it like watching this movie, you know, 30 years later? Or 35? Yeah, so I was waiting for him to be a good guy the whole movie, and it never happened. Oh my god. <laughs> a jerk the whole time. <laughs> so it got me so curious, like, when is he a good guy? Because yeah. I know the cop is the bad guy. Um, oh, it was so good. I mean, who would think that that would end up being his father? And then that picture taken was like right at the end of the movie, which then that's the picture she had that he had that he burned that. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, and he's going to. She's like, and do I tell you? And she's like talking about it through that really like that uh, recorder. And I'm like, oh my god, does she? And like, no, you have to tell him because you have to give that picture. <clears throat> but you really do know your dad, but you don't really know your like. Oh, so good. <laughs> Story wise, really good. And uh, Michael <laughs> Bean. Else, huh? My, I said I was going to say Michael Bean is really good as as Kyle Reese, and uh, yeah. 
And Schwarzenegger is perfect. Where do I know him from? He was in. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. You know him from Aliens. Aliens. You know him from ah, Aliens. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's yes. Sigourney, He's Hicks. Um, and the Abyss. I don't yeah. think. Oh, we're not going to see the Abyss, which is a shame because that's a good movie. Uh, but obviously, James Cameron. Oh, James Cameron not? obviously likes him. And you get the worst psychologist ever. Uh, oh, Dr. Peter Silverman. <laughs> fucking hate Oh, uh, you know, I met him in real life once, and he's he's a really really nice guy. Uh, Earl Bowen. Earl Bowen is his name. Yeah, his character just looks is an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of great touches in this, and you know, right, and now this is really these movies now um, are more realistic uh, interpretations of what the '80s actually looked like. Um, so you know the the way all the like the detectives dress. Oh, you also get Lance Henriksen before pre aliens. Yeah, Lance Henriksen. But yeah. look, like the way all oh, yeah. the the way all the cops dress, like not the uniform, not but like the detectives. That's the way all my teachers dressed in high school. You know, so you get like a you you do get a slice of life, or the people that are in the diner and all that, like all the customers and all Great that. Great snapshot yeah. of the or tech noir, the way they're dancing at that tech noir. Yeah, that's great. That's that's really more what the '80s looked like than you know than a lot of other. That's movies. what people were actually. That's how people danced in the '80s. I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skinny ties. But yeah, Linda. I thought Linda. I think Linda Hamilton does a really good job here. She's very sympathetic and very different from her, what her character will become in Terminator Two. Um, and so Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna watch Terminator Two. So it, it, one I, of them I know. Originally, I they were trying to cast the girl from Splash, but she was making Splash at the time. Oh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, that was mm. been weird. Little known fact: John Candy was originally tapped to be uh, Arnold, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger role. Just Terminator. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> hey. So. Uh, Justine, were you were you like nervous for them the whole time? Were you did you get caught up in the suspense for of it? Arnold? Well, no, no, no. For for Linda Hamilton's character. Oh, okay, yeah. For her, um, no. I mean, some parts I was like, ooh, if they just had a cell phone, some parts of this wouldn't last this long. Of course. I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Um, Technology didn't exist I then. Thought it was you would have thought it would have brought a cell phone back with them though. When the plane, or when the plane, when the, um, that gas, gasoline truck blew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's over. That's a stupid ending. This is really Nine lame. Like, super lame. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember him looking like that. And it was scary. I just didn't realize that was Arnold. I guess in my mind, I just, that wasn't Arnold. Yeah. Uh, that part was still pretty good. It, it wasn't that cheesy to me. Um, the claymation or whatever stop motion of it that wasn't as cheesy the cheesy part was when they replace his head to put that electronic <laughs> eye in like oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's good that's so, good yeah and i was like oh i can't do this yeah <laughs> i'm like it's fine i forgive you guys i forgive you because it's a really good story well it also Honestly, the story is just great <laughs> yeah it's a great story and it really holds up and uh it blew my mind it just blew my mind like all those <laughs> crazy. uh all those flashbacks to when he's like living like in the future and all that stuff is really bad too. Like I love all that stuff. It's a very, very good. Uh, well, I just, I also just don't believe that they would fall in love that fast. Does that make sense to me? Yeah. Um, but, and plus that guy's like, yeah, exactly. Hey, Justine, we, we've watched, I've loved you forever. Justine, we've watched a lot of movies where, um, 
where people do dumb things like in a dangerous situation and like they'll 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 do we're like we've said in the past oh that would never happen in real life but then now we have people protesting to you know open up hair salons so <laughs> remember <laughs> nothing is beyond the realm of possibility <laughs> now happen. yeah nothing is beyond the realm of possibility now well i'm glad you liked it justine that's awesome um because well, i so in the beginning i thought that guy was the bad guy and oh. that arnold was the good guy mm-hmm. that's how they stage shot, it so you'll as think soon as that. he shot the lady i was like oh no he's the bad guy yeah he's trying to get sarah connor and yeah. As soon as you um, so the whole scene set up to look like that, yeah. <laughs> as soon as yes, OJ Simpson was I know originally the sun, considered. I know, I know what the sun looks like. I don't know what movie that which movie that one is. Two. I feel like I will know that movie more than this one, but this one I definitely don't know as well. I remember there was like a a theater you can sit in for the Terminator at Universal, I think. And yes. oh yeah. And he would like end up showing up later on and I think it was a theater. It wasn't a ride. Yeah, it was a it was a show. It was a three D three D show. Yeah. I hear the dogs got a pack of coyotes back there. Just a couple. All right. Who's is? Are those? Is that you, Jake? Yeah, of course. It okay. Is. So what I'll do is I'll go over to. I was going to go over to you, but let's go over to Patrick's till that gets settled. It's just the ambulance. Oh. They'll be fine. Patrick, what did you? You've seen this movie a million times. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good movie. I mean, the premise is really fascinating. And just the way it's shot is is great. Uh, my only gripe, I think, the only thing that doesn't hold up is just his makeup when he starts losing parts of his skin. <laughs> really, really dates the film to a point that it kind of hurts it. But overall, the concept is just fascinating. That this unstoppable monster is just constantly chasing them, and they cannot get away. Yeah, like it's really well done. <laughs> oh, there's the other dog. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's you know I this isn't it's funny I don't know I know Terminator two much better like uh, like Justine I know Terminator two much better this one I don't watch yeah. as often um, but I I felt like since we were gonna do Commando um, like you, you I wanted this for context so you you guys could understand what yeah. what made Schwarzenegger so you know what made him such a big thing because he is a great villain yeah uh, fantastic villain yeah. Uh, one of the and and he, the fact that he doesn't speak much at all just helps, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can also see Bronson being the Terminator. He'd be badass. Just yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but Bronson was pretty wrinkly by this time, so I don't know why you'd make a a wrinkly robot. Because well, he has so to show up earlier. <laughs> was um, O.J. Simpson was originally considered for the role of Terminator, but producers created he was too nice. To be taken seriously as a cold-blooded killer. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you. Wow! And then, you never um, know. On the set, Arnold stayed away from Linda Hamilton and Michael Fine uh, because he wanted to make sure that it was as distant as possible, and he didn't form any connections with them, which is kind of cool. I like. Adam Driver did that. Hmm, it's not as cool when he does it. Adam Driver. We're talking about sports. It's not as cool when yeah. he does it because what I, movie? Just, what movie was that? What, Adam Driver? Uh, what movie did he stay away from the other characters? He stayed away from, like, Harrison Ford, um, uh, Mark Hamill. They would invite him out, but he would From his know. own father and mentor? Yeah. They would invite him over for, like, dinner, and he wouldn't go. Ah, uh, rude. But he's a super method actor. Yeah, it's just, that's just 
seems assholey. It was cooler when Arnold did it. Assholey. <laughs> yeah, it's a great asshole. word, assholey. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. So, so did it hold up for you, uh, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I just I think the makeup part is the only thing that bothers me. Otherwise, I really enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's just a fast-paced, nonsensical joyride of squibs and. Unstoppable mm-hmm. monster. I love it. Um, let's see, Patrick. One question yeah. for you, though. No, Patrick. One question for you. Uh-huh. Terminator One or Terminator Two? Um, I'm always a fan of Two. I like the turn in the character arc. Okay. That's good. I mean, I think that's why I think it's a fascinating sequel because it takes someone who was an insane villain. And then you get the new Terminator in Terminator, Terminator 2, which is just as scary, if not even more so. That, like, it, it stands out for me a little bit more. Terminator 2, honestly, I, like, it, they forget it because it's, you know, they, they did Terminator 3, which they really didn't have to do. Um, but it's just a modern idea. See, that, I never remember Terminator 3. I always remember Terminator 2. Yeah. They should have just stopped. After 2, they should have stopped. None of them are any good after 2. Yeah, and the thing is with that one, I th- I would put up that that's like Empire Strikes Back, Wrath of Khan, Godfather Two level of you know better than the first, you know. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jake, what did you think of this one, man? Now familiar with, were you with this before? Uh, I mean, I'd seen this. I'd seen this so many times. It's just. This is a classic action movie. It's done right. The story's fantastic. And yeah, it's just such a wonderful movie. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad the um some of the um some of the makeup was until or some of like the animatronics or CGI. Yeah. Was until watching it again, but it's better into Other than that, I mean, it's just such a well just such a well put together movie. Great twists and turns, especially yeah, Justine not having seen it. There's a lot of great plot twists in there. And yeah, just good. Great popcorn movie. Popcorn well, movie that gets I you thought thinking. the picture was from like a different movie that they were thinking way ahead, but it happened at the end of the movie, and then I was just amazed. <laughs> <laughs> he has exactly 17 spoken sentences in this film. I literally, like, my, my brain exploded. It was crazy. <laughs> And one of those is F U as well. I'll be back. That's crazy. Well, when you watch Commando, when you watch Commando, you're going to see why they limited him to 17. But uh, we'll get there. When we get there, but let's (laughs) let's talk to John Sandy. John Sandy, what was this like? I caught this on home video. I didn't see this in its initial release. I caught this like a year or two later on home video. John, what what did you think when you saw this back in the theaters? Oh, it it was a mind blower. You know. In so many ways, it was ahead of the pack. It wasn't like anything you'd really seen before. And, uh, yeah, it blew everybody away. And because it is such a strong story, James Cameron does a great job with the action. He really does a great job on action sequences. But the story's airtight, and uh, it's it's totally believable. You know, as, as being far-fetched as it is, he makes you believe it. So, yeah, it, it was a mind-blower. And... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's the perfect part for him. He never had a better role because you don't have to have that much range to play a killer robot. So he he was perfect for this. And when you see him in things like Commando, you realize yeah, the difference. You know, you see what a terrible actor he is in Commando and you go, oh, yeah, 
to play a killer robot that doesn't say much, Terminator is probably the best part he ever had. You know, exactly. So the, per- the perfect guy for it's like just the perfect guy to play that character. You know, I can't so. wait till I'm pregnant and I wear what she's wearing with a little head thing on my head and like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for that. You heard you oh. you heard that, Patrick? Get on it. There's nothing else going on right now. Huh? Yeah. Right. Also, for that scene, um, that recording is going to be inaudible when John listens to because <laughs> she's in the wind. Because <laughs> she's in, she's in yeah she's in the jeep. Like with the wind blowing like crazy. That's true. And he's not going to hear. Also, a word there'll be that. nothing. There'll be nothing to play it on. But after the nuclear war, there'll be nothing to play it on. <laughs> so that's true. No, what do you mean, John? Cassettes are going to be around forever. I, they were in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so you must know about your father. <laughs> <laughs> the other great thing about this movie is. It's not a big budget. He really does quite a bit with a low budget, you know? Yes. Yeah, um, 6.4 million, that's nothing. Just the way he set up the shots, he's doing a lot with very little. And I'm sure most of the money went to Stan Winston on those um, stop motion effects with the skeleton. I think the skeleton, that metal skeleton just looks beautiful. So I can Mm -hmm. forgive the two minutes that he's pulling out the fake eye out of the fake head because that metal skeleton is just beautiful. And that's just stop motion that just stop action, you know. Yeah, I, I uh, th- this one is I'm, I'm, it's one that I'm glad we did because um, it holds up. I was I was uh, su- pleasantly surprised by how much it holds. I mean, I'll watch parts of it. It'll be on TV, and I'll be like, "Oh, here's the scene where he goes to the police station and says, I'll be back,' you know." But um, there was a lot of it, a lot of the little moments that I had forgotten, and uh, I really enjoyed yeah, like it. Paul, like Paul Winfield, all these people that had like sort of like smaller roles. It all pulls you in. They're very believable, so it kind of pulls you in, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love it. Uh, let's rank it. Justine, what did you give the, the Terminator, the original Terminator? Seven. Seven from Justine. Patrick? Uh, seven and a half. Uh, Jake? I give this an eight. Eight. John? I give it an eight. All right, I'm going to go seven and a half, right in the middle, right in the middle, seven and a half, seven point five, seven point five. Yeah, worth watching. Check it out. Um, really Definitely. fun, really, really, really great, and like a cool '80s aesthetic. And uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, you, know, you can, John. It's it's funny because it's shot in all the parts of downtown LA that are now have now been you know kind of re, redone. So downtown LA yeah. doesn't look like that anymore. But back in the '80s, downtown LA was a ghost town. No. And uh, they took advantage of it. So you get a lot of that. Yeah. You get a lot of shots of uh, old downtown L.A. or 80s downtown yeah, L.A. Yeah, the time, so. uh, All right, guys, let's move on to Commando from 1985, <laughs> I believe. Commando. Mm. Is that 85, uh, Patrick? Give us the rundown on Commando. Uh, October 4th, 1985, 6.7 on IMDb, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of $10 million, more than The Terminator. All squibs. Uh, box office was fifty-seven point five million. Dollars. Another huge hit yes. for Schwarzenegger. He's on a roll now. Yes. He's this on one, a roll. This he's, one was huge. He's on a roll. Uh, all right, Justine. Let's go back to you to get the uh, the, the play-by-play. This is one of my all-time favorite worst movies. Uh, <laughs> like this is one of my favorite bad movies. Um, 
I could not stop laughing at the beginning. It felt like, um, oh shoot, what was the name of that show? What's the name of that um, family show where they're on a roller coaster and they're all like in the amusement park and they're just standing there with doing a few things that are fun and Brady Bunch? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Lampoon? Family uh, Vacation? Anyways, it just looked really cheesy. Like, I felt like every time they were at some other place, they should be putting a name under there and they should be posing and saying that's them. And, oh, when, they, when they're doing a little, when him and Are Alyssa Milano are doing a little montage? Yeah, like an intro. Yeah, yeah, the little, like, they're fishing and they're, oh, you want, like, credits over everything, like, starring. Exactly, I hated it so much. (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, Patrick, who was the director on this one? The director for this film was Mark Lester. Okay, and I forgot to tell you guys, I hope you enjoy Steel Drums. (laughs) And I believe the music was James Horner. This is the guy who gave us the Star Trek II score, fantastic score. Is it James Horner, the music, Patrick? Is that who did it? I am looking for you right now. It's either James Horner or Alan Silvestri. I can't remember. It's one of the two guys. Uh, It's not telling me. I'll find it. Yeah. So, just Mario, you know when I think they started using steel drums for all these action films? was After Miami Vice. Oh. No, 48 Hours. 48 Hours uses a lot of that all the oh, time. They're that's chasing right. around. That's right. I forgot about that. That's I forgot about that. So every time I hear that, I go, eh, 48 Hours. They got it from them. Uh, so, Justine, what did you think after the so after the, the dynamic sitcom opening? Um, all cheesy, <laughs> cheesy. And then I thought that the, oh, those two guys are pretty badass. And, um, <laughs> what two guys? In the beginning, like where they're killing. The two guys that were killing. Oh, the guy, um, they kill like the garbage truck guy and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. Bill because Duke, man. Bill Duke's always good. Suspicious. <laughs> and then they just left. I'm like, damn. Oh, James Horner. My- it was James Horner. Okay. Uh, did you like all this, the, the interplay with, I forgot how much of this, uh, how much of this movie is just driving around. I forgot. <laughs> I kind of I like that they use their watch to put a deadline on it, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I like that Alyssa Milano was a pretty smart kid to get out there. I just wish she did it a little bit faster than that because she had how many hours? Eleven hours to do that. <laughs> uh, I was like, "What? You waited your last hour? <laughs> Come on." She was. Um, she was despondent. I guess. Well, and I didn't know that there was... um, Hello, John, we hear you. As soon as she got put in that room, I was like, why isn't she trying to open up that door? (laughs) There's a door right next to you, but I didn't see the wood. Well, then you find out it's like thin plywood. It's like, oh, she could have just could have kicked your way out of there. Yeah, that guy just did that. I was like, really? Come on. Uh, Um, Oh, I do like... I ended up looking her up because I thought she was so pretty... Ray Chong, Ray Don Chong. It's Ray Don Chong. Chong. It's it's um uh it's Chong's Tommy Chong's daughter from Cheech and Chong. So pretty, and then as soon as I start looking her up, like she's connected to all these stars all of a sudden, dating them and sleeping with them. Whoa, 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 whoa! (laughs) What? That's all I saw was like articles of her and Mick Jagger and her and some other guy, and like I was like, okay, all right, get it. Yeah, she's she was so pretty. She had a she had a very she had a very big moment there in the mid eighties. She was very popular yeah. for a remember few years. Quest, remember, got Quest for Fire. Yeah, she was in Quest for Fire. That's right. 
That's right. Mm. Just wearing a loincloth. That was the 10,000 BC of its day, Quest for Fire. Uh-huh. Um, let's, uh, oh, so Justine, let's talk mm. about the dynamic uh, third act where he, he goes to the island and he fights an entire army of Bill Murray from Caddyshack. No, 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 not third act. That's the last 20 minutes. It comes out, they all come out going, Gunga, Gunga Galunga, with their, with their machine guns. What did you think of that? Giant build-up. Well, first of all, when he kills the guy on the plane, it's so crazy. He's like, I'm going to hit you, and then I'm going to snap your neck. It's just crazy. He's like, how do you get away with all of this? <laughs> He's it's a just so he can say, my friend is dead tired. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the whole thing. Was- everything's... Everything's just set up so he can do the punchline. Every death is so he can do yeah, a witty punchline. So dumb, I hate that. <laughs> uh, and, and then when they're fighting in the hotel room, and then they go into like some, they're like having like they're videotaping their. Um, I don't know if it's a porno or not, but whatever it is, the neighbors in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then the video oh, set yeah, up. I was like, well, room. now there's even more proof who it is. But nope, they didn't even care. I don't know. There's a lot going on. The very last part, I don't believe it, because where did his vest go all of a sudden? I had to rewind the tape and be like, oh, he took off his vest because it hurt, but yeah, it's not believable. How did everyone miss shooting him without his vest? Exactly. How did he not get hit in the arm? Like, because he's Arnold fucking shorts. Because I don't know if you... takes hits all the time. I don't know if you noticed this, Justine, but he took cover behind rose bushes. So I don't <laughs> impenetrable. <laughs> well, even when the guy shot him in the hotel, like I think he shot through the mattress. I'm like, oh, he's safe. Okay, I guess. Yeah. How do you know. how do you miss with like a 357 at point blank range, Bill Duke? You can do better than this. How did he not get hurt? It's just so. Oh, I really dude. did. I really did like that. The, 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 that they did give Radon Chong a couple of really good lines, like where she says. Uh, I've had enough of this macho BS. And then another one lines is like, yeah. another line is she's like, you've got a lot of hostility or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was really was, cool. I was like, all right, they know what's happening. <laughs> when yeah. she said it, I'm like, okay, cool. We know. They're, 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 I like that they do draw attention to it. That That's what makes it different from most other 80s action movies is that there is that. They do comment on what they're doing, on the ridiculousness it of it. Uh, yeah, it is very self-aware. Uh, who was your favorite of the uh, people that he dispatched? Who was your favorite of the who? who that you, he dispatched. Mm-hmm, like when you, when they died. Like who did you think felt like you felt the best mm-hmm. about? Because they're they're the made. I had the saw come through his head and cut off his scalp. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes, I love that. He threw it, it's and I was like, shed. "Wait, what?" I even paused it. So I to see what happened again. <laughs> I paused it right at the moment. I was like, yeah, he cut a little bit of his head. And so stupid. Everything in that tool shed was a lethal weapon. That's right. That's what happens in the hand of a command in the hands of a commando. I eat green berries for breakfast. He's going to say that. God. Uh, That's a lot of catchphrases. Oh yeah. First scene when, when they attack his house. And he told that he told that soldier he's like, "How'd you know they were coming?" He's like, "I could smell them." <laughs> he's all, "That's right." He's like, "No." He goes, "Do you think I could smell them coming?" He's like, "That's I did something like that." Yeah. Yeah. I got so like, mad okay. when he told her. He's like, "Go run to your room." I'm like, "Why? You're under attack. People are surrounding her. You house. Are, of course they're gonna take her, you idiot." 
When this came out, every, everyone's favorite line was, I like you, Sully. I'm going to kill you last. <laughs> it wasn't, why don't you let off some steam? Why don't you let off some steam? Oh, man. So the goggles, good. they do nothing. So good. So good. Uh, what do you guys think, uh, Justin? Did you like his nemesis? Did you did you find it believable that um, uh, uh, r- a, a ripping specimen like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Exactly. I f- thought the same thing. I was like, why is he not buff? Like, it yeah. doesn't look like he was in the same league as him. It was a fat guy. It was like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it was a fat guy dressed up to go to the Ren Fair. He's he basically- did look like Freddie Mercury. That was the first thing I thought about. But when I looked yeah. at his arms, I'm like, your arms have to at least look toned. It doesn't have to so, be big like Arnold. It just needs to be more toned, and you don't have that. Just, no, he was just a fat guy. In, in Vernon Wells wasn't the first person cast as uh, his antagonist. Originally, it was uh, Wings Hauser. Oh. And on the first day of filming, Mark Lester fired Wings Hauser and hired Wells instead. Why is that? Uh, it doesn't say. He fired him? But, mm. Yeah, he fired him first day. You guys... Secret, secret. Do you guys remember? Go ahead, Justine. Oh, oh, I thought you knew the secret. No, they're they're keeping a secret. Justine, do you do you do you guys know where we know Vernon Wells from? He was the he was the Mohawk guy in Road Warrior. So if uh, if he had if he had kept that kind of physical presence, I could see why he was why he would be a match for Schwarzenegger. That would have been a good match, but. We got him fat with a horrible buzz cut mm-hmm. and uh, wearing uh, chain mail. So, I mean, I guess that's, you know. You know it was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, and then you get... They should uh, have just had Sean Connery then. Oh, yeah. Hey. Then you... Then you, then you, you of, mean that? The Zardoz. Zardoz Connery. Th- then, yeah, of course, Zardoz. you... Well, around this time, uh, uh, Connery's making Never Say Never Again, so he's still in good shape. Fairly. There you go. They kind of had to make him. They kind of had to make him dumpy looking for um, Last Crusade. But the the scene that gives it away, where you can still tell he's in good shape, is when at the very end when he has to pull Indiana Jones out of the uh, out of the um, uh, the like he's hanging on the little edge there, about to fall in because he's trying to get the Grail. When he takes his jacket off, you can tell they they put him in like this tweed to make him look dumpy. But uh, he looks more like Connery in that scene. So. Watch for that when we watch that movie. Can't fool us. Um, Can't fool us. Uh, let's go to. So you did. Uh, so you did love this one. I'm glad, Justine. I'm super glad. Um, Jake, I sound like you sound like you love this movie. What did you think? Well, you know, you know, it's it's really really bad. <laughs> Steel drums. Let me just remind you, steel so drums. That, that that soundtrack hurt me <laughs> d- down to my down to the essence of like the essence of my being. Like wow. what is going on? There's steel a- drums. They have like some they have like some Asian inspired I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. Like no, he's trying to be sons. sneaky. Let's do like some cool I want cool ninja music, you know? Yes. Music only starts when Schwarzenegger is doing something. Ugh. Anytime nothing else is happening with him, the music is not playing. That's it, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible. God, I love this movie. It's an odd choice. God, I love this movie. Uh, So, uh, Jake, Yeah, there's a couple of funny funny lines here and there, but, oh, my God. 
Jake, did you it's, like this? It's like a train wreck. You can't stop watching it, you know. But did you like all the squib work? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of squibs yeah, in this movie. Right. A lot of squibs in this movie. A lot of uh, dancing, do the, doing the dance, the death dance, the death wiggle. Uh, Jake, or, I'm sorry, Patrick. I know this is one of your favorites. I've never seen this before. This was the first time I've ever seen this. Did you love it? Um, this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just plain, straight up ridiculous. So first off, a couple fun facts for you. Okay, so um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ray Don, uh, Don Chong shot a love scene. Oh. It was too unconvincing and awkward to put in the movie. <laughs> Total body count is 109. 102 killed by Schwarzenegger. And this is actually my favorite part, which is a lot of props to Ray Don Chong. All of her reactions in the motel fight were ad lib. Oh, nice! Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, this movie is fucking ridiculous. Like, there's no other way to explain it. Just you go from moment to moment in complete and utter shock. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the scene. That's the best way to describe it. This, like, the moment that, that really <laughs> turns for me, where I'm just like, okay, this is bullshit, is when he drives the forkloader through the wall of the surplus store. You're like, where the fuck? It's, it just oh appears out of nowhere. He just he does whatever it. he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like the point where uh, Ray Dong Chong's character shifts from being this just like scared normal person to, oh my god, I know about planes. I can fly a plane. I know about planes. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to fly. Like, it's just like, where the fuck did you have this information stored? It makes no sense. Oh, this movie it. is ridiculous. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, it's ridiculous everything about it from start to finish there is just insanity remember he took cover behind rose bushes that's all i have to tell the you the worst <laughs> villain i have ever seen <laughs> what about dan hedaya wells dan hedaya is the worst <laughs> overarching evil villain i have ever seen carlos bo- carlos boyfriend from cheers <laughs> makes a convincing Banana Republic no. dictator. Does he not? It was fucking insane. <laughs> it's Nixon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. This movie is just nuts. Like, there's no... You can watch it and, yeah, you'll be entertained, but the whole time you're going to be saying to yourself, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I love it. I love this movie. John, let's talk about it. It's a real stink burger. <laughs> oh, God. You guys... To call this thing... To call this thing uh, a cartoon is like an insult to cartoons. It's just, yeah. it's just so over the top. You would believe a you know, bunny it, cartoon more than this. You know, it's kind of, um, it's, it really pulls off a trick, though. It makes First Blood look subtle. <laughs> you start thinking, wow, you know, I guess Stallone's not such a bad actor. That wasn't so over the top, you know, because <laughs> this thing is just goofy as hell. Oh, my God, no. And you saw it in theaters, right, John? Yeah, you know, I can't remember what I thought of it then, but uh, it does make a lot of other action films look better. You realize yep. <laughs> that you can go a whole other direction and just make it ridiculous beyond belief, you know. Man. So, I don't know. And it also shows you that he's much better off playing a killer robot because playing a human being, this is this is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. He was the, 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 the daughter. Come on, my daughter. Come well, on. I'll tell you... Um, what, what's enjoyable to me is at the end, you know that mansion they shot up? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know whose mansion that is. That's Buster Keaton's house. That's Harold Lloyd's mansion. Oh, was it? Was it Harold Lloyd? Is it really? Harold Lloyd's, and it, at the time, like in the '30s when they built it, like I guess they built it like around, actually like around 28, 29. That was the most opulent uh, mansion in Beverly Hills. Wow! It it, uh, it beat it beat everything for miles around. And uh, when he passed away in '72. Um, part of the land they just sort of parceled off and sold for houses, but the mansion they kept, and they said it looked like something out of uh, Sunset Boulevard. It looked like Norma Desmond's uh, mansion because nothing inside had been updated. It was all the original furnishings and all the original appliances and the electrical. Oh, wow. uh, it just was amazing. But what happened by the time you get to the '80s is they're just using it as a as a uh, film set. You know, anytime they want to shoot up a mansion, that's what they use. That's crazy. Did you guys? So you can see that's just an amazing uh, piece of land with that swimming pool and all the gardens and statues and stuff. It's really something. Uh, Did did you guys notice? Oh, go ahead. um, His role in Terminator. Yeah, when he's in the fight in the hotel room and he goes, "Fuck you, asshole." Yes, and also at the airport. At the airport, he says, "I'll be back." Yes, like this movie. Terminator has all of those lines, but it fits the character of being like soft. Like they don't speak very much. You know, it fits the Terminator. This but he's a robot. Like the, yeah, <laughs> that fits. It makes sense. This feels like the birth of. I'm just going to say shitty one-liners. Because well, I can't. Terminator. Terminator started that because everybody yeah, like. But every, again, like it still it fits the character. So you'll see Schwarzenegger doing this over and over yeah. and over for the rest of the '80s. So just be ready. Yeah. Uh, we got to see Bill Paxton. Uh, yeah. And this has one of the all-time... I know on, on Home Video Hustle, they have best dummy kill. This has one of the all-time worst dummy kills. Uh, the um, in the in, When he blows up the, the barracks, uh, if you watch this movie, when he blows up the barracks, they have a bunch of dummies uh, just standing in front of the buildings, and none of the dummies fall over when they explode. They just stand there. They, one of them, like, loses... One of them, like, loses a hat. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, whoa, that's stupid that they have dummies there. Yep, yep, yep. How about when he kills Sully and there's no splat? Yeah, well, it's like a roadrunner Well, cartoon. it's a pretty pretty deep ravine there. <laughs> and he dropped him he on his said, head. He should have said, wait for it. I love it. I love Crickets it. Crickets just... Let's, it's l- nuts. Let's talk about how great this movie is. And uh, remember, we've taken cover behind rose bushes, guys. If you're in danger... Get behind a rose bush, Patrick. Rate it. it uh, it's so hard to rate. It's it's like a four. You but and you that's me being generous. It's your four, but you all but it's also a seven on another yeah, level. Yeah, it's weird. Like I get it. I, know. I understand why it's entertaining. It's just it's ridiculous. It's Go. one of those movies where you just you you're astounded that this was popular and that this got made. Good. My Good. biggest gripe is like the all the crazy action commando stuff is the last twenty minutes. He does a little bit throughout the movie, but you're right; the rest of it, he's just driving around. Yeah, a lot of this movie is just, we're going to drive from point A to point B. It's like, wow, we're yeah, in the car it's, again. It's it's the the cool crazy commando shit is the last twenty minutes, and yeah. it's like literally you you're at the twenty minutes, everybody's still alive, and you're just like, wow, this is going to be anticlimactic. Oh. But all those Carl Spacklers running around, it's fantastic. And then you get, you know, oh. did you leave anything for us? No, just bodies. Jake, yeah. you love this movie, right? I give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> 
Justine. I can understand. Go to four. <laughs> Justine. Mm, I'll give it a four. You guys are being generous. Uh, John? You know, I don't consider myself a snob. I like seeing stuff blow up real good. But <laughs> this is, <laughs> but even by that measurement, this is for me. This is a three. All right, yeah. listen, guys. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break tradition. I'm gonna go with a five. It's for for two for, for two reasons. Uh, that last two, fifteen minutes is just. I mean, it's so dumb. But it's just like if you're gonna be dumb, that's the way to go. Go all the way. No half measures. You should have done the whole movie like that. Yeah. That. Well, it's. I mean, how you only have so much money to spend on squibs. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> They're just like, here's the budget. Okay, twenty minutes. Here's you that. did get you did it's what I did love is you get a little cameo of the of the Galleria where we saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And then I just like Arnold Schwarzenegger beating up security guards. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it gets real there real quick. And all those security guards have guns, which is weird. Imagine mall cops with guns in this day and age. It's insane. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna give it a five just because uh I, I like that they just I they, they did not set out to make a, a a bad movie and and they did, but somehow there are moments where and Schwarzenegger's goofy in it and he is a bad actor, but sometimes it comes through that, that Schwarzenegger you, you realize, okay, this is why people want to go see these movies. You know? Yeah. I gotta tell you, Alex and me for the rest for the next twelve months we walked around going, let off some steam. <laughs> So, you know, it's stuck it's stuck to our brain. Believe it or not, it's stuck to our brain, you know. You selling you will kill last. Yeah, I would kill you last. And remember guys, in, in the eighties we all walked around with safari hats on. Especially when we're gonna take especially when we're gonna fly. That's the way to do it. That's, I would. Yeah. He was off on an adventure. Uh, my friend is dead tired. Oh, I love it. God damn it. Oh, what about the jumping out of the plane into the water? And yeah, then the swamp, and he lands on the grass. Oh. Like, yeah, you would Holy cow. destroyed in several places. I love it. Come on, guys. Oh. Come on. <laughs> guys, I think you're forgetting one thing about this movie. He was a commando. So that's all you need. It's in the yeah. title. It's in the title. The yeah, Deus Ex is right in the title. I'm glad you guys enjoyed these this week. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Double Feature. I, John, you actually have the list. I gave you the list last week. What's coming up? Yes. Uh, you said Fletch and the Goonies are next. Yes. Ooh. And then you Ooh. said, uh, so, then you said, uh, so no, 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 no. I which, heard it. Which, which one? For next week. Fletch and Goonies. Uh, Fletch and the Goonies. You said after no, 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 no. Fletch and the Goonies. That's it. We won't go beyond that. Fletch and the Goonies. Okay. Chevy Chase's Fletch. Goonies never say die. And the Goonies. The Goonies very divisive online. Very divisive. Goonies never say die. Really? Is that right? Yes. Yes. What's divisive about it? People my age either love it or hate it, and a lot of people younger hate it. Interesting. Yeah. It just depends. They just did a reunion thing. On Zoom, right? Uh, Zoom and like all talk and everything and stuff like that. Yeah. Josh Brolin too? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think Josh Gad was hosting. Who's? Oh, really? James Brolin. Oh, Josh Gad. Yeah, that'd be a reason I wouldn't watch. Yeah, that's the reason I didn't watch. I saw Josh Gad, and I was like, "Mm, I'm out. I'm out. Who is that? Is that the snowman in Frozen? He gave us. He gave us the snowman, John. I see. I see. He also gave you (laughs) Book of Mormon. Mm. Ah. Mm. 
Didn't see it. Did he give us? Did he write it? No, he's part of it. Oh, then he didn't give it to us. Hey, why didn't they? I wonder why they didn't make a movie of that. Considering all the money it made on Broadway, why didn't they make a movie of that? I don't they, know. That made a shitload of money on Broadway. It did. Where, John? Yeah. On Broadway. Where? Boom. Dun, 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 dun. On Broadway. Dun, dun. Wow, guys. Dun, dun, dun. Guys, this is a great episode. I really feel like we, we brought our inner Schwarzeneggers out. We've got Fletch coming up, Chevy Chase. And we've got the Goonies, guys. One of the one of the most beloved films Classic. of the 1980s. So, uh, Justine, if you miss sexy Chevy Chase, boy, are you in for a treat? Uh, no, no, nope. You like sexy Chevy Chase in Caddyshack? Yeah, you like him in Caddyshack. Mm, I like him there. <laughs> I can't imagine him getting any better than that. Oh, you just wait. Fletch is a high point for probably his peak. Would you say, John? Uh, yeah, probably the last really funny movie he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah, he kind of peaks, and then after it, after that, we'll it's see all, if it holds up. It, oh, John, does it ever? Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get excited for next week, Patrick, Justine, Jake, John. I love you all so much. Stay, stay, stay safe. Stay healthy. Fight the power. This transmission ends now. <laughs>